Ballistic Sports presents Out of the Park with Barry Davis. Follow Ballistic on Twitter, at Ballistic underscore sports. This week, there's going to be some smoke on the water as we catch up with Justin and Kristen Smoke getting ready for their move across the Pacific Ocean all the way to the Tokyo Giants. Going to Japan for me is kind of like when I first was coming to Toronto. It's like, oh man, I'm, I mean, yeah, I played in Toronto, but man, I'm going to a different country to play baseball. <laughs> and, well, even though he quit years ago, I know he had a couple smokes getting ready for this episode. Here's Barry Davis. Ah, that is what we call a play on words or a pun, Thomas. And uh, yes, you want to smoke? We've got two of them for you today. And it's uh, unfortunately, we don't have them at the same time. But we will speak with Justin Smoke, and then we will speak with Kristen Smoke. And the good news, folks, is... The conversation with Kristen Smoke was also Zoom, so if you want to watch it without the H, because there's no WH. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If you'd like <laughs> to watch it, you can definitely do that when the video uh, comes out, probably early next week. So there you go. Uh, mm. We've got a great one. This is going to be fun because um, not often we speak with two people on the show at two different segments, but we will be doing that. Uh, if we have an Ask Barry Davis question, we will do that yep. as well. And up next... Patience is running thin amongst Toronto Blue Jays fans. Is it too early to be worried? We'll explain next. There's Tom Monberry. You're listening to Out of the Park. Ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, the first pitch with Barry Davis. Reminder that Out of the Park is brought to you by our good friends at Ballistic Sports. Check them out. They're on Twitter. They have a website and very soon, folks, and hopefully uh, in the next few weeks, we'll get uh, an update on uh, where they are with this game. But uh, a really cool way to watch live sports yep. as you play along from home, Tom. Yeah, we all we all need some help passing the time, I'm sure, right now. And with NHL ramping up, and you know, this is yeah, any of these games, either live or or simulated. I want to get my hands on one of these things and and give it a spin because yeah, again, we're we're all looking for a little bit of fun right now. Yeah. <laughs> We, we are, and before we get into baseball, I mean, we'd be remiss if we didn't address the, uh, uh, dare I say it politely, shit show going on in the United States. Mm. Uh, just just disgusting, uh, real sad, not surprising, but man, oh man, what a, ugh, I, I, I'm speechless. You know what, I, I'll, I'll say, I have friends, I have family, uh, one of my brothers lives in Vegas, and all I can say, uh, you know... It, I hope that calmer heads prevail. Um, I, I hope that they start actually trying to fix uh, a, a pretty broken wheel down there. But but more than anything, I just hope that the people stay safe and stay well. And that's about you know that's about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Blue Jays time now. And you know it's interesting. I, I'm hearing of uh, you know our our teams still possibly going to be playing in their home stadiums we don't know uh but regardless of what happens with the toronto blue jays this season uh as of today thomas uh, they are no better than they Mm -hmm. were (laughs) uh when the season ended Mm -hmm. now this is concerning a lot of people Mm -hmm. we're only in the first week of january yep spring training doesn't start for another month or so so at this point i'm not worried yet nope I'd be worried if there were n- no other players out there that they could get. 
Yeah, there's still a lot of dominoes to fall, for sure. And now, the, yep. Sorry, go ahead. No, you just did a, one of those long pauses. I thought you were, you know, falling asleep or something. No, 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 no. No, I was, I was gonna say, you know, there, there's still, there's still time to go, and it's, it's a, it's a different off season than anybody's ever seen before, right? There was a huge, huge bomb trade this week, and you know, for for those of us complaining about how Shapiro and Atkins are doing, uh, I think we're all pretty glad we're not fans of their former team. Because oh, yeah. Cleveland had a fire sale this week. So it, it, it could always be worse. But I, I, I'm having trouble getting worked up about it because we've never been here before. It's the weirdest offseason ever. And, and yeah, like it doesn't freak me out that they haven't moved anything at all. Um, One yeah. interesting uh, name floating around is Liam Hendricks. Yeah. And Liam Hendricks has been a Blue Jay twice already. Yep. And... Uh, just a terrific human being, first of all. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, uh, this would be interesting if uh, the Blue Jays picked him up because he has had a one hell of a, a run as a member of the Oakland A's. He was an all-star last mm-hmm. year. He was one of the top closers in the American League. Yeah, he would be. Oh, wouldn't that be a great sign? And, and, and like, especially for, and for all the right reasons, right? Like, that's a feel-good signing, him coming back after making good out in Oakland, right? Like, yeah, that would be... Mm-hmm. And it's something we need desperately, right? Pitching, pitching, pitching. Who does? We as Blue, Who needs it? We as Blue Jays fans need the oh, team to procure some pitchers for our entertainment. Yes. Let's face it. Tom, no no one's ever told you you're supposed to be a journalist. N- right? No, they haven't. No, no, that's true. Did I call you Matt? No, you said Tom. You said Tom. Okay, yeah. good. I was thinking Matt. I was thinking Matt. Okay, so um, the Trevor Bauer thing is still a possibility, yeah. right? Of course, he keeps, you know, doing whatever he can to tease fans in the media. There's an example of a potential pitcher signing that won't be a feel-good. No. <laughs> like, nobody's going to... No. Like, who's actually going to be happy if we sign him, right? He's a jerk. Well, <laughs> he is. And, yeah, if I think what they're trying to build here, you don't need a personality like that. There are other pitchers out there that aren't jerks. Yeah. I think with the new right. reality of pitching, that you don't need to mitigate a, 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 an attitude like that. Like, you know, how many do are we really expecting him to go seven innings, twenty five times this year? Nobody goes that long anymore. Exactly right. So, so it, it's terrible to say, but are are pitchers devalued to a point where you wouldn't want to have to put up with a Bauer? Oh, absolutely. Like absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. Especially, you know, when you're in a situation that the Blue Jays are in. Yeah, exactly. I think that, you know, you go in another direction. Now, there's a lot of uproar from fans that the uh, Lindor trade uh, happened, meaning that he's not going to be with the Toronto Blue Jays. Yep. And, but I mean, is he a phenomenal player and he'd be a great player to have? Yeah. But if this was a an outfielder, then I would be really disappointed. Mm-hmm. If this was a pitcher, I'd be really disappointed. The Jays have plenty and I mean plenty, of young, talented players to play up the middle. Yep. Yeah, and you can't discount how good he is. But realistically, we're not hurting there right now. Mm-mm. So if you, the, the amount you'd have to sacrifice to get Lindor. Actually, no, never mind. That's that's wrong. Because uh, you know, looking at how this trade panned out, they didn't. Sac- the Mets didn't sacrifice an awful lot to get their hands on him. No. But 
Uh, even still, like, would you, yeah, would you make that move? Would that be the smart move for this team when you've got a fantastic young core? You know, do, mm-hmm. do you hire him in for one year? Maybe if we can, you know, get a pitcher and pitcher or two to go along with that and really make a run for it. But I'm, I, it didn't disappoint me that we missed out on him. Yeah, I, again, I, I, I'm, I think that there are more important things for the Blue Jays to to look at, mm-hmm. and uh, I think you really got to look at George Springer now and say this is a guy that Jays really need to try to get because they need to improve their outfield. Yep. Yeah. Right. They 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 have some good outfielders. They just have a bunch of good outfielders, right? They need to find themselves in a situation where they have at least one All Star outfielder. Yep. Uh, you know what? That would be something interesting to look up. Like all the Blue Jays playoffs teams through the years, were, was there ever a playoff team that didn't have that all? Like maybe not like literal All Star that year, but like that All Star caliber sort of team leading outfielder, right? And and you think Jose Bautista, yeah, uh, Barfield, Bell, Mosby, right off the bat, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, White and uh, Carter at there, right? Like Maldonado mm-hmm. yeah. and then Winfield. But did you mention Vernon Wells? Oh, you know, he never made the playoffs, though, did he? Oh, you're saying playoffs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking like, like play, like playoff anchored Blue Jays teams. It, it, there hasn't been a, a, a mediocre outfield, I don't think, in any of our playoffs. Oh, games. God, no. no. It's impossible to have and, and succeed in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, again, that's what, that's uh, where I'm hoping the Jays go. Yep. Uh, Thomas, uh, up next, we are going to hear from a guy who uh, is making a huge jump in his career. Heading to Tokyo, Japan. I had a chance to catch up with Justin Smoke uh, in between his workouts, getting ready to uh, ship his family and himself off to Japan. Well, first of all, Smokey, uh, congratulations on the new deal, heading off to Japan. It's such a, a big, big move. When did this first even become an option for you to, to consider? Well, you know, my agent talked to me, I'd say, the first week after the season ended and he didn't i mean at that point he didn't know if it was going to be an opportunity or not he just said keep it in the back of your mind and think about it and i said well that's going to be a lot to think about if that's going to be the case but um yeah so honestly thought about it a little but not much and you know within the last few weeks then it kind of somewhat got serious and you know thought about it long and hard for a while and you know finally came to the decision to to do it and you know i think we're excited as a family to you know new experience try something different um but at the same time it's definitely going to be something very very new to us so you know just embrace it and see you know see how it goes yeah, you're not kidding. I mean, if you were a 21-year-old single dude, right? I mean, this was probably an easier decision to make. But, I mean, you've got Kristen, you've got the kids, you've got school, you've got so many things to consider. Uh, how how important was it to be able to, you know, have Kristen's blessing, so to speak, and the kids maybe, you know, I, I don't know if your youngest one is, is even old enough to really, you know, figure out what's going on, but just to be able to have their blessing and, and say, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I think that was the biggest thing. And, you know, I mean, definitely at a point in time now where it's, you know, kind of, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm 34 years old. So, I mean, you can't play forever, you know. And 
So it's something that we had to think about. And, you know, for me personally, I think it helped that last year I, I, I got my 10th year in the big leagues. And, you know, I, I, you know, feel like, you know, where baseball is right now, it's kind of an unknown. <laughs> and so for me, it was just, you know, let's, you know, let's embrace this and, and, and kind of, you know, the Giants were willing, you know, Tokyo Giants are willing to, you know, try to get me over there and, you know, they want me to be a part of their team. And, you know, so I'm, you know, something that we're excited about. Did you take any time to talk to any ball players that you know that have played in Japan just to get a sense of what it's like there? Because, I mean, baseball's baseball, right? When you're on the field, you're playing you're in baseball mode, but it's everything outside of baseball that's going to be messing with you because whether it be the language, the food, the culture, I mean, this is not something that Justin Smoke is all that familiar with. Yeah, and so, you know, I, we have, I mean, Adam Jones went over there last year, and, you know, I haven't yet talked to Adam yet, but um, we, Kristen got connected with his wife, and Got to talk to her about it, and you know, Adam Jones, you got to play in the big leagues forever, and had a really, really good career. And you know, I think for him to go over there, you know, that kind of showed a lot. And you know, for what him, you know, and his wife talked about with Kristen and us, it was more of, you know, they they enjoyed it, and so I think that helped out a little bit. Um, like I said, I still haven't talked to him, which I'm going to here at some point, but um, but yeah, I think you know, that kind of helped a little bit, but, um, yeah, I think it was just more of, you know, let's, let's go try it. I mean, let's, let's see, see what, see what it's about. And, you know, they were willing to try to get me over there and, you know, so I'm, you know, we'll see, hopefully we can get over there here, I guess, early February, mid February and, you know, see what happens. How's that all going to work because of COVID? I don't know if it's in, 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 if it's any better over there right now than it is in North America, but do you guys have to isolate once you arrive? Or are you able to just, you know, get there, do a test, and carry on? Yeah, and that's it. I mean, we gotta we gotta do the quarantine for two weeks once we get there. And you know, the plan was to kind of leave, I guess, the end of this month. But then they kind of shut it down. I guess the government there shut it down because they might have got the new strand. So. You know, so now it's, you know, hopefully get our visas and everything. We, we can apply. We won't be able to apply for our visas and stuff until, I guess, the last day of January as of now. You know, hopefully that doesn't keep getting pushed back. But, um, you know, so once we get those, then we'll be able to kind of do that. So we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully we can get it, get it all figured out. You, uh, I, I read that. Eric Thames also signed with the Giants. So, I mean, you've got another former major leaguer going down with you. I don't know if you, if you know Eric all that well, but, I mean, not only is he, you know, an American dude heading down as well, but he's a guy who's played uh, in Korea before. So does that make it a little easier to know that when you walk into that clubhouse, uh, you're going to at least have a, a, another person with you that speaks English well and that, you know, you know? Yeah, for sure, and I and I, I played with him. I when he got traded from Toronto to Seattle, right, I played yeah. with him for a year. So, so yeah, it'll definitely help. I mean, it'll definitely help. I think any, you know, guys that have played here and 
you know, American guys that have gone over there, I think it'll always help to have those guys around to where you at least have somebody to talk to. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be an experience. It's going to be, you know, something that I've never, you know, really done before. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, you know, everything goes smoothly and, you know, it, something that, you know, we're just kind of, you know, oh, you know, keep an open minds and see where it takes us. You know, this is going to be fantastic for, for your little ones because your girls are going to probably learn how to speak the language. They're going to, ha- they're going to be so cultured, probably something that, you weren't as a kid, hey? Is like what they're going to be able to experience. I mean, this is really cool that a couple of young girls are going to be able to, you know, years later say, "Yeah, I lived in Japan." Yeah, for sure. I, I know my oldest Sutton. She will definitely remember a lot of it and get to, you know, she she, she pretty much knows what's going on. And you know, the youngest, of course, I think she'll figure it out once we get over there. But um. But, yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be an experience for them as well. I mean, you know, they're – I think Kristen's already talking about putting them into certain little, like, you know, programs and school stuff here and there and do things with them. But, yeah, it'll definitely – you know, it's going to be a change. And, you know, it's a pretty big change. But, you know, hopefully, you know, like I said, everything goes smoothly. Smokey, before we wrap up, uh, you and and Kristen, too, have so many fans here still – uh, in Canada, they've been so excited to to kind of follow your career, even when you left the Blue Jays. Is there anything you want to say to all those that have been uh, true and loyal to you all these years? Well, I think the biggest thing is for me, honestly, like, I mean, going to Japan for me is kind of like when I first was coming to Toronto. It's like, oh, man, I'm, I mean, yeah, I played in Toronto, but, man, I'm going to a different country to play baseball. <laughs> and so, you know, it was kind of new. And so – you know, but, you know, for the years that we had there and to be on some of those teams that, you know, I was able to be on and teams that had gone to playoffs and, and done things like that, I mean, that was definitely an experience for us and something that we'll never, ever forget. And, you know, just how the people treated us there in Toronto. I mean, it was, you know, I, I don't think there's too many other places where you get treated like that. Now, do I think it helped that we won the first few years? We were there? Yeah, it probably helped a little bit. <laughs> But um, at the same time, I mean, it was, you know, something that me and my family will never forget because it's something that, you know, we'll always cherish, you know, how, how people treated us there. Well, I'll, I'll never forget the first day I stuck a microphone in your face at spring training. You were, you were really gracious with your time. Uh, your sense of humor took me a little bit to, to figure it out, but <laughs> especially, when you, especially when you told me you love my suit and I was wondering if he's BSing me or are you serious? But uh, in all honesty, man uh, – <laughs> Thank you so much for, for everything that you, you've brought to, to our country here in Canada. And, and you and Kristen have just been totally awesome. And, uh, again, thank you for your time. All the best, man. And, and once you guys get settled in, maybe, uh, maybe we'll get you and Kristen on, uh, do a little Zoom and, and take us through your life in Japan. Yeah, that'll be in- interesting. You have to get with her for the Zoom because I'm not too good at any of that stuff. <laughs> so I hear. <laughs> Smokey. So. Yeah. Listen, thank you so much, my man. All the best in Japan. I know you're going to kill it there. All right, man. Appreciate it. Good talking to you. You too. There he is, former Toronto Blue Jay, Justin Smoke. All right, before we hear from Kristen, uh, it is time for a little medical advice from our pal Raj Sapai. Foundation Physiotherapy presents The Medical Room. Raj Sapaya joins us. 
from the uh, the home office, but you could be anywhere with that beautiful backdrop. You could be could at. Be, but I am. It's Friday, so I'm at home. Oh, for those that are watching or listening, it's probably Sunday or Monday. So now you've you've thrown off the whole magic that you're actually the live. Mystery's on the show. gone. Mystery's oh, okay, gone. sorry. I am live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Raj, you may not have noticed this because I, you probably still think I look fantastic, but I put on a few pounds during COVID. And I think for a lot of people, we have been a little, little bit inactive. And for some reason, it's leading to a lot more injuries. Um, can you just speak a bit of the dangers of inactivity and, and what that does to your body, making you possibly more prone to, to being injured? Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the key tissue that we have to think about in this scenario is muscles, right? Uh, muscles are something called contractile tissue. So unlike other parts of our body, like the bones, um, our, our ligaments and things like that, when they're fully grown, they're fully grown. So we get the bones. But muscle is contractile tissue. It can actually change. That's how somebody goes from, you know, they can change their size over a year, right? Um, it's by, by the, the fact that their muscle is a tissue that can expand, get bigger, or get weaker. Um, muscles respond to the amount of activity um, that you do. Essentially, they're fibers, right? Muscle fibers. And if we just look at like a, a, any sort of muscle, what you want to think about is these fibers that kind of like lengthen and contract, lengthen and contract. This is when a muscle's stretching. This is when a muscle's contracting, right? So when I'm bending my elbow, the muscles are going this way. And when I'm extending my elbow, the muscles are lengthening, right? That's how muscles work. If I don't, if I don't, you, if I don't create that process, then they just kind of like get in the, they just kind of stay like that. And then over time, I, you know, weight, gravity, stress, all that adds load to my muscles and it gets harder and harder for my muscles to then contract. Does that make sense? Right? So then I'm less likely to contract, but when my, if my muscles don't contract, I put on weight or. I get inactive and I'm at risk of injury because the muscles are what protect my bones, what protect my ligaments and my tendons. And so obviously the stronger we are, the we can protect our body. So inactivity is a predisposer to um, injury. And now, In the Dugout with Barry Davis. We weren't expecting it at the time, uh, you were unable to make it to that chat with uh, Justin because you mm -hmm. were, you know, at a doctor's appointment. Yep. So uh, I said, "Man, I feel so bad. You can't be a part of this." And I thought, you know what? We couldn't get Justin and Kristen together, but why don't we see how Kristen is dealing with everything? So mm -hmm. uh, you and I had a chance to chat with Kristen Smoke as she sat in her car at the carpool waiting to pick up her kids from school and had yep. a very um, quiet 30 minutes to to kill so figured she'd do it talking with <laughs> us here's that conversation well, Kristen, we had a chance to speak with your husband earlier on and got it got his side on this decision to go to japan now he first heard it from his agent when he came to you and said uh guess what hon <laughs> what what do you recall about that conversation and your initial reaction to it um well so he got approached in the beginning of the off season about this. And so it was kind of like, you know, baseball had just gotten done with 
I don't know that I expected it to be a realistic conversation, um, at least anytime soon. So then when it became uh, more of a reality for us, um, to be honest with you, I immediately got super excited, but my personality is a lot different than Justin's. I enjoy um, uh, putting myself out there in the way, like I, I like all the new stuff. He's a creature of habit for sure. And I enjoy going to learn new places and do uh, new things. So it was actually more exciting for me probably than him at first. Was there, was there a moment, was there like one particular thing that made the two of you decide, like, let's take the jump. Let's see what life's like on the other side of the pond. Um, there definitely wasn't a moment. It was so such an involved decision. I will say, um, I think the thing that we kind of like joked about a little bit was a big part of us deciding to go there was our experience in Toronto. Um, because I remember when he first called me and saying that he got picked up by Toronto and I was kind of like, or no, he got picked up this time. I got picked up by the Blue Jays. I was like, okay, cool. Like I didn't, he gets the Toronto Blue Jays. Toronto in Canada and I was like oh my gosh okay so then immediately like type a personality uh I'm like oh my gosh what do I do so I'm like researching like the silly stuff like do I need plug converters in Canada do I need like all of those things and I say that to say and looking back on it like we end up spending five years in Canada in a different country than our own. And it was pretty much one of the best experiences of our life. And so I kind of used that actually as a selling point to him. And I was just like, Hey, listen, like you had no idea what your experience was going to be like. And we were so scared to leave the country and go, I mean, to Canada and look at what our experience was like there. And then just imagine what it could be, you know, going over to Japan like I can't imagine like it's got to be something cool we have to try to take this opportunity I mentioned this to Justin and I'll, I'll say it to you uh for your girls this is going to be such a a great thing for them I mean knowing Sutton she'll probably pick up the language really quick right I mean she will absorb this and at the end of the day this will probably make both your kids like just so much more cultured than they would have been I mean, beyond any, like, contract-type situation, like, really, like, the experience was kind of uh, – the experience and the opportunity to go and live in another country, you know, and really, it's it's eight months of our life. Like, it's really not that long, but it's enough for us to bring our girls over there to get to experience things that they would never have experienced before, and that's what I'm most excited about as well, is just, like, getting them to go, I mean, and see – other people and like how like their culture lives and like I've already have planned for them to put them into some schooling stuff there and get them involved in activities and um yeah I mean the experience of it is kind of more important than any sort of like what he got like contract wise or anything like that it was really the opportunity to kind of have this once in a lifetime like experience for us in some ways did it make it a little bit easier knowing that well Let's put it bluntly, the United States is not doing very well right now. Is it almost a, a way to kind of escape all the crap that's happening home? And hopefully once you the know, eight months are up, it's it's better. Um, you know, politics wise, like I can't say that like really like that played a part in our decision. I don't love how 
anything's playing out here, but it's not like we're trying to escape that. Um, if anything, I want my girls to see those things and be able to teach them the proper way to handle that. So I definitely am not going to say that like that really played a part in it, but, um, it will be nice to not have <laughs> to see that news, you know, and not have to explain those things. But, um, I just think like it was a good time career wise. It was a good time in our life where we're at with how old the girls are. You know, Sutton is six in kindergarten. Berkeley is two and a half. I mean, I pray that I can do everything I can to let Sutton, like, do as much as I can for Sutton to even remember the experience. Like, Berkeley, I don't know if she will, (laughs) but we'll take enough pictures to make sure of it. Um, But, like, you know, I just hope that I can do enough, like, so that they do remember it. It was just a good time, like, life-wise to make a decision to do this. And career-wise, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's probably the best time for him to do that now, too. You know, the move over to Japan, it does come with a lot of different differences, obviously, getting thrown at you left, right, and center. So you're already talking about schooling for the kids. Uh, But in terms of general lifestyle, um, have you been led to, like, have you been sort of told what to expect? Is the schedule the same? Will you, will you have more family time? Are the games played further apart? Or is it, you know, sort of what's, what's your reality do you hope that you're going into? So the hard part was, is like, I asked all those questions. We asked all those questions and they, you know, everybody's dealing with COVID right now. So everything's completely changed for everyone. So their season was changed last year. They didn't want to give us like false promises of, things that could happen and they didn't even really want to kind of say like this is what would happen in normal year because they knew it wasn't going to be like that um from what i understand and bless our so how it works is we have our agents here and i say our but justin's but agents here that he's had since he started but then when you go over to japan we also have an agency over in japan that we've all kind of worked together so we have like sent all those questions to them and they, you know, did their best to kind of give us an explanation with all the questions that we had. But I believe like from what I was told, we're allowed to still go to the games. They have like a little family section. I think that like every Monday for some reason over there, Mondays I was told aren't like big work days. So I think they have like an off day pretty much every Monday. Um, The travel specifically for the Tokyo Giants, I believe they said there's like three of the teams in their division that he can just come home and like stay in um, our apartment, like on away games. So that was huge. Um, And so, like I said, they didn't try to set expectations too high about like, you know, what to expect um, going over there. But I mean, honestly, like that kind of didn't play too huge of a part in the decision anyways, because I just know like whatever, whatever we can do, we're going to do it. So if we can go to the games, we're going, and I already have like clothes made for the girls and we're going to go all out and do all the things. So, I mean, um, I'm kind of like trying to go in it with just like whatever happens, happens mentality. You mentioned, I mean, COVID is still kind of running rampant all over the world. Uh, Justin mentioned something about a 14 day uh, isolation. Once you arrive, what the hell are you guys going to do? locked in your apartment for 14 days when you do like can you can you like pick up the phone and call uber eats there or what yes you can so that's why i say bless our poor like um agents over in japan heart you should have seen the list of questions i sent them i mean i'm sure what was the most ridiculous one like when when you looked at your questions was there one that you said this is a pretty stupid question but i gotta know 
Well, there was one that I asked that I was like, oh, they are going to think, I'm like, can I get my nails done there? Like, and it's like, well, it's Japan. Like, it's not like it's in the middle of nowhere. Like, yes. But anyways, all the dumb girl questions. I was like, but like, can somebody do my hair and cut it? When I'm like, yes, Japanese people get their hair cut too. So um, <laughs> anyway, but there, believe me, there was plenty of dumb questions in there too. Um, but uh, yeah, anyways, I asked them, like, a list of all kinds of crazy questions. <laughs> you know, back to that two-week uh, sort of oh, isolation. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Forgot about that I'm, part. Well, I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, to help you get through it, if, if you guys are avid gamers at all, or is it just going to be pretty, pretty princess for two weeks? Oh, Justin would so love that. started, <laughs> yeah, and I'll try to record it and get yelled at. Um, how it started was, so when we first, when he first agreed to the contract before everything came out, um, we were going to go through and get our visas. Well, within that, like by the end of that week, Japan had closed the border down to, um, any foreign travelers. So now we're kind of stuck in this like limbo waiting game and we have to still get our visas. We can't even apply for our visas until they, um, open back up. So they're working on hopefully getting a special exemption, and I don't know if that includes families or just Justin, but either way, when we go over, we have to quarantine for the two weeks. Originally, they were gonna have we were going to have to stay in a hotel when we went over there, not even our apartment. So I was like, okay, if we're staying in a hotel, we're going to need, I'm going to need, like, you to get us, like, some coloring books and crayons and, like, activities for the kids. I'm like, I don't, I don't like when I don't get free time here in my home from the kids like in a <laughs> hotel room for 14 days there may no there may be no kids after 14 days so you need to hire um, someone but, to take them but they can't because i was gonna say you take have someone take them to the pool but you're isolated oh my god nope oh yes so um but now they're letting so now they've said that it's okay if we quarantine in an apartment we're gonna stay there so it might make it a little bit better there is uber eats there is grocery deliveries there's costco there's Amazon Prime. Oh, nice! There's all the things I've researched now, that I can we can make it. We can get it through. Are the girls picky eaters? Um, yes and no. So Berkeley, she's your typical two and a half year old. One day she loves blueberries, and the next day she like thinks they're the worst thing ever, and she's mad at me for giving <laughs> her them. Um, Sutton, she'll try anything, but she if she doesn't like it, she's not gonna eat it again. But she will try. So I've already kind of told them that when we get there, we're going to have to just, we're not going to know what we're eating. We're just going to have to eat it. And if we like it, we'll take a picture and we'll put it in one folder. And if we don't like it, we'll take a picture and put it in the other one and try not <laughs> to eat it again. But um, Sutton is like excited. She loves that kind of stuff. She's excited about it. So um, I'm not too worried about that. Hey, when in Justin, doubt. <laughs> yeah, Justin. Is there any place for him to go hunting? He, no, but. Um, fishing is huge there. Oh, good. Yeah, so that's right. Yeah. Even, yeah, yeah. yeah hit the, um, our agents over there even told Justin, like, on an off day, they have some really cool, like, fishing, like, charter stuff. So Justin already has that all worked out. And when all else fails, I'm sure there's always McDonald's. There is McDonald's, and I think, like, it's huge there. And actually, so I did get a chance to talk to um, Adam Jones' yeah. wife who was so sweet and so helpful and like listened to me ramble for 30 minutes. Um, and she said that the craziest thing over there, like TGI Fridays is huge. And she was like, 
which I don't know. Do you guys even have Tuesday Night Fridays? But anyway, we, we may, yeah, we may have had one or two at one point, but we don't anymore. Yes, and there's a reason for that, but um, <laughs> I guess I should start loving it again because I think that's where you get like American style food when we're over there. That's right. People probably have menus in their phones there for American food. Like, let's order American tonight, right? Where we're ordering uh, yes, Chinese or I Japanese know. food, they're ordering American. I saw that on Uber Eats, and it was like cheeseburgers, french fries, that kind of stuff. So there was fried chicken, so Justin will be happy about that. <laughs> you know, the, the one thing I've heard from a number of friends and family that have spent time in Japan is, you know, going there wasn't as big a shock culinary-wise as they thought, but when they came home, they couldn't eat sushi here anymore. That's what I'm scared about. I think the same. So Justin and I actually went eight years ago. When he was with the Seattle Mariners, we um, went over there. It was like a 10-day um, exhibition-type thing where they started the season over there against the A's. But they did play in the Tokyo Dome. So um, I remember leaving there and thinking, like, so many things. I remember leaving and saying, like, I really hope I get a chance to come back here because I thought it was so cool and I loved it. We ate the best sushi, and I remember thinking I'm going to come home and never eat it again, <laughs> um, and we did. We got over it, but um, and then I just, I remember leaving there just thinking, like, I kind of can't wait to, come, like, I hope we get a chance one day in our life to come back, so it's kind of funny, but um, anyways, we did come back, and we did eat sushi again, but. <laughs> you mentioned Adam Jones's wife, and Adam played there last year. Uh, how, how active are the agents or anyone involved to kind of help you connect with other uh, North American families that are there just, just simply for the language, simply for just having somebody that, you know, your cultures are similar so you can get to know them. I know Justin, I mentioned to Justin about Eric Thames signing there as well. So, I mean, he's got Eric. So when he's in a clubhouse, he's not going to be like that new kid in school who doesn't know. Him. And Justin's shy, right? So it's not like he's going to be out yakking to all these guys he's never met before, but having Eric there helps. Do you know of any other uh, North American wives that are there? I don't know specifically on our team, other than like with Thames just signing in. I'm not sure if he mm. has um, like. I don't think he's married. Family or not? Yeah. He is married. I don't think he is. Okay. All right. So, um, so I'm not sure there. I just know. So when we had made the decision, I asked our agent here if he had any connection to jo like Adam Jones and if he could get. Um, his number or his wife's number for me just to ask like kind of the life questions like what do I need to bring what did you not love that you were and you sent from home and that you know that kind of stuff and um so he got us connected with Adam who then got me connected with his wife because then I was asking too many questions and he was like let me <laughs> let you talk to my wife um so and she was so so kind and like kind of gave me gave me a bunch of like tips and tricks and then, I mean, and honestly, that's kind of like the only other person other than um, I just found out Stefan Romero. So Justin played with him in Seattle. Mm -hmm. He signed and is going back over to Japan. So I do oh, know his wife as well. Yeah. That's really good to now, know. Yeah. If I could, yeah, if I could ask I, a bit. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, you go ahead, please. Oh, I was just going to say, I don't know how it's going to work as far as like traveling. Um, I don't know if we can go to like away games or anything. I don't know that. So I don't know if I'll get to see them or meet up with them or anything, but it'd be nice. Um, bit of a technical question. Um, we've had a, a number of guests that have been playing over in the Pacific. And I, and I know depending on the country you go to, uh, you can run into some problems with contracts. 
So going to Japan, is it is it a secured contract? Is it a guaranteed contract? Or are you guys taking a bit of a gamble uh, with COVID, with health? Um, making so um, it's, it is a guaranteed contract. Um, and we kind of made sure that's why we have like the agency in Japan as well, who kind of like protects us on that side. And um, their, their um, people work with our people and they've got everything figured out and we make sure to have an English version of the contract as well as the Japanese version of the contract. I'm going to tell you something, Google translate is going to save my life because <laughs> I mean, I just, you can point a camera and it tells you what it says. So, you know, I wow. just, we, we put our trust in the people who know what they're doing. And, um, you know, when you guys came here, Kristen, you had to get used to, you know, loonies and toonies and the, the tax rate and all the little minor things. Uh, you're going to a place where the currency is completely different. Was that on your list of questions? What is 10 American dollars in Japan? And, you know, how do I know what? Because if you're paying for something, you don't want you want to make sure that you're getting the right change. So I remembered I remember when we went there, um, kind of this like little um, easy kind of quick tip and you um, put the decimal over twice. So if it's uh, let's just say it's 100 yen. It was a dollar American and it still kind of holds true. And I did like, I, I got spoiled. I'm spoiled getting to go over there at this time because technology is so ridiculously amazing. Like there's app that will just tell me, I'll put in how many yen, they'll tell me how many American dollars. Like, so I already have all those downloaded, but I do remember just like, if you're looking at something um, to put the decimal over twice and it um, is about what it is in American dollars, give or take a little bit. So I got that figured out. And I still, after all my time in Canada, I do not know um, the, like, kilograms the metric grams system. and all that. Yes, I oh. don't know the metric system, which I maybe this will help because I'll have to live it again. But after five years, if I didn't get it, I think I'm just going to have to depend on the app. Sutton will teach you. Yeah. I'm sure she will. So what's the last American dish you're going to eat before you guys take it? Oh, off? good question. See, Tom's a culinary oh, guy. He's a, he has a culinary background and has managed restaurants oh, for years. Right. So he's a foodie. And, and I know what you're talking about with the conversions because you have to do that in the kitchens all the time. And I've worked in, I've worked in restaurants for 10 years. It's still a pain in the butt. Like 2.25 okay, right. helps, but yeah. <laughs> Makes me feel better. Um, last American, you know, Justin is – I would thank goodness he's not here. He's a really great griller, I guess. And so he grills a mean steak. So we'll probably do something like a steak and baked potato with all the sour cream cheese and all the junk mm. in it. And then, you know, go off with that kind of thing. I don't know. I noticed from the video. So, of course, Justin didn't know Zoom enough to do a Zoom with us. So we just have audio of Justin, right? You'll teach him, right? Because you'll have like two weeks of, you know, being alone there so of doing it yeah but i did notice in the little he video thinks... <laughs> go ahead go ahead sorry i noticed from the little was, he thinks zoom is like instagram yeah like, he's so confused by it. he's like he thinks it's social media so bless his heart is uh, how we say it in the south well i did notice from the little video <laughs> that you guys did for japan which i'm sure you shot for him uh justin's got the uh the covet haircut he's got the long locks going on huh so bad it's so <laughs> gross he isn't i snapped i snapped that really quick without his permission and he was so mad at me for i'm like justin you don't understand like this is like nobody wants to see you 
all done up. And also you can't get done up with that hair. So with de- the picture's not going to get better. Um, <laughs> and he, yes, he has started the COVID flow. Um, some people have referred to it as the Canadian flow, hockey flow. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he will yeah. not cut it. But their rules on the team over there, they follow really similar to um, the Yankees. Ooh. For some reason, there's some sort of kind of connection of like the way that they run the team as far as like that kind of thing. So they, um, you have to have a fresh, like shaved face. So no sideburns, no sideburns, no like little stubbles. So that will be interesting. I told him, I'm like, I don't think you can do the long hair and a freshly shaved face. I feel like that's like not going to work, but any chance, any chance you uh, put in a call to uh, Amanda Pilar and said, Hey, if Kevin doesn't uh, have a contract this year, uh, you know, get him out. Wouldn't that be cool if, if the Pilars came and played in Japan too? That would be so amazing. I would love that. I mean, I, she, they went there, what was it, two years ago or last year for, what was it? I think it like the USA team or something yes. they went over there for. And, um, I mean, and she loved it too. And I mean, I remember I kind of talked with her about this being an opportunity and like kind of just her thoughts on it and stuff like that back and forth. Um, and just like, I thought she was like, you've got to do it. And I was like, I know. So, um, but yes, that would be really cool. I think every team can, so I think it's a little bit strange and they like to have things done even before now, every team's only allowed like four foreign players or something like that. So, um, you know, I'll try to do some wheeling and dealing over while I'm over there and see what I like, what kind of pull I can have. You'd be a GM. You know, I want to I'm like, hey, I, I know a couple people. I yeah. know a couple people. How hard was this for you to keep under wraps? Because you guys have been talking about it for a while. It it leaked out, and then I I reached out to you, and you said, no, 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 we can't say anything. This must have been really hard for you to kind of keep the secret. Yeah, because it's obviously such a huge like lifestyle change but like um i mean this went on for like quite a few weeks and it just kind of went back and forth and the biggest thing the reason that was is because we're communicating to our agents here who are then communicating to our agents in japan who then are talking to the team and like that so you have a little bit of a language barrier thing going on so that's why kind of it took a little bit extra long as well but um you know i think that um things got done I guess in the in the right time because it kind of worked out where everybody kind of got what they where everybody felt good about it I guess kind of thing yeah I think if 2020 has taught us anything is we never know exactly what's coming around the corner but as you head into this move in your mind is this just a one-off we're going to see eight months we're going to come home and, and we'll pick it back up in the MLB next year or is this, uh, hey, let's see what the next part of our life might look like. Who knows? That's what it kind of just is. You know, it was when we were making that decision, it was kind of like we've got to make the right decision for now. And um, we didn't know what that was going to look like in the MLB. Like, you know, obviously, as you get older, um, you know, not as many opportunities can come your way. And so um, I think especially like this year, like, it was just kind of like, let's go like year by year after, after what happened last year, we were just kind of like, let's just see what this does. I mean, he's certainly not ruling out ever coming back. He also is like wanting to play every day. Right. And so like, that was just like another like good opportunity for him to go and like, make sure he gets out there and like plays like he, 
he wants to be the veteran role on the team who's just a good like clubhouse guy but like at the end of the day he's not ready to hang it up and not go out and play baseball anymore either so um I know that that will be his role on this team so he'll get to still continue to like play the game he loves and hopefully for like longer than they were able to make it out last year and I just I think like he just was like I'm not I'm not ready to be done playing baseball you know Kristen, not only are you, you know, a wife and a mother, but you're also Justin Smoke's biggest fan. And you would go to every game and you would cheer him on. How difficult was it last year for you to watch the struggles that he went through, A, and B, you know, when he'd come home from the ballpark, would you try to cheer him up or do you give him space or was he able to leave, you know, a bad day at the park? Like, what was all that like for you guys? No, I have to say last year was like, really really hard to be a part of because it had nothing to do with like him having bad performance rides but like I like with him coming out to be in a bad mood but it was just the whole thing like Justin's love for the game is as much tied to his role in the clubhouse as it is on the field like he enjoys the camaraderie of the team being a good teammate going out with them and going to dinner afterwards and like just like building these relationships where when you're going to a field and you have to stay six feet apart, like when you're not on the field and you can't eat next to each other or work out next to each other and all of that, like that part of the game is lost. And then take away fans. And like, it's so funny because you guys know Justin's personality. He's not like, he doesn't love the spotlight. He doesn't love the attention, but it was amazing to me kind of what, and he even said this, like how much it's affected when you don't have when you when you're out there and there's nobody like cheering you on or you feel like you're just like kind of playing an exhibition game for no purpose you know and so that part of it was just really hard I think it was a mental struggle for everybody last year more than anything else and it's like how do you make this matter when it's really hard to feel like it does like you forget you still had millions of people at home watching but in a stadium where you had a good hit and all you hear is like your teammate and like you don't really hear anything it's kind of like it doesn't feel like a real game it was really hard like mentally for him to I think get into everything and then you know when you've been playing your whole life one way and it kind of changes it's just like kind of it's just difficult so it's not that he came home and was like upset about his performance I think it was just a really hard season in general just like for no like socialization just like everybody you know like we're all having like lack of social like yeah um yeah interactions yeah, yeah. I, I, that yeah. La- that last year with the blue jays too i mean you know every day he'd come into the clubhouse and someone else is gone someone else is gone you know there must have been that feeling of oh god like you know just put me out of my misery and tell me that you're trading me because i know it's coming because you know it's like the dominoes and each one falls and then you know, all of a sudden now he's the longest serving player on the team and he probably doesn't know half the guys on the team anymore. And what was that like for you guys? I just think, I think um, not even just that. I think those things all happen like in the transition of your career, right? Like at one point, like we were like the young one or he was the young one. And like, you <laughs> you're know, still the young one, had, Kristen, you know, you're still the young one. I know, but not in baseball as much anymore. But like, you know, at what, in the beginning of your career, it's like, just like a different feeling and like you know he you know got drafted with texas got traded to seattle then with with the blue jays and it's like now as it's like nearing towards that like later half of his career it things that just feel different right like i feel like unless like you're that 
super, super, super star. It's just a different um, mentality towards like the end of your career, you know? And it's like, yeah, you probably like, you can get traded, you can do, you might get released, like different things like that. And it was kind of something like he knew was like an, like an option anyways. Like he's been around long enough. He knows kind of the game, you know, but it's just funny how things like kind of push into like now we're at the part of the career that these things can happen, you know, and that kind of thing. So, you know, it all comes with it. What do you do with your house? Your co- it- Sorry, go ahead. Tom, you go ahead. Yeah. Well, as, as hard as it is for the player and as hard as it, as it is for Justin, I actually remember um, it was an interview that you did and you spoke beautifully about how hard it is for the family. And, you know, so we're talking about the end of that in Toronto. Like, how difficult a position is that for you as, as his supporter, his wife, his partner, having to have those same questions of, about, like, when is that rug going to be yanked under? When am I not going to see my friends? Um you know, it, it and it seems that this move is entirely different. It seems that this one is almost one that you're excited about and, and ready to go rather than kind of getting thrown somewhere. Um, I think the heart so like I just always look at it. My role is to um, support Justin in whatever way that I can so that all he has to do is go out and play baseball. All he has to do is go out and play baseball, <laughs> but that he doesn't have anything to worry about at home. So when he comes home, like, you know, he knows like, we've got things um, under control. And so with that, like knowing that, like anywhere we went, like I've just like tried to dive all in, like I've made it my home. I've made it something that like, this is our life. Like I've tried to get as involved as possible anywhere that we go with whatever the wives things are on the team um, and just trying to embrace every experience that we've had. And so um, when it gets to this point and like, I'm very realistic about it too. Like I've seen it happen to our friends and everything so I always know what the possibilities are so I try not to really like think about it during the season um or anything or like make that affect like how close I get with certain people or anything like that but um I try to only allow it to influence me in the way of like making sure that I am 100% present like every day that we go to the games and enjoy it and try to remember it like I want to make sure I look back and um, share this experience and like remember all of the things that I loved about it. I had one other question that I thought you'd probably ask, and that is, what do you do with all your stuff? Whether it be the toys and stuff that the kids have, whether it be the vehicle you're sitting in, your car, your you know, Justin probably has his own toys. Like, how much of that stuff can you bring with you? Well, I am a I'm a terrible overpacker, so I'm really trying really hard not to do that. I actually don't even have the option to do that. Um, back at home, like we are lucky, like we still live where both of us grew up, so our families are here. They take care of all of our things oh, here. Good. But as far as like getting them over to Japan, like we, so I ha- like I said, like Jones's um, wife, uh, she gave me lots of advice about like where to ship things to and how to ship them and how to do it like the least expensive way. But also like she was like, don't be scared to just get things when you get there. Like you're not going somewhere that doesn't have anything like their kids like riding scooters too. their kids like, <laughs> you know, like reading books and playing with toys. So you can buy that stuff there. Um, and um clothes they have to wear clothes like so I don't have to like go overboard so I've tried I've tried not to she did kind of give me a list of some things that were important that she was like I haven't found the brand I like over there yet so bring your own deodorant your toothpaste um she said so uh, what was the other thing she said like you know beauty and skincare products and like things like that 
So she was like, if you like are attached to that stuff, she was like, go ahead and bring that until you find like the brand you love over there. But she said, as far as like your absolute necessities, like they have to live too. Are so you, are you about to, are you about to get a car full of kids any minute now? Yes, I have to go and grab Sutton, so um, I do have to go, or else I'll get yelled at for her being the last one picked up. All right, just one quickly before we go. You still have so many fans, not just Justin has fans here in Canada. You do as well. You guys have such a huge support group. What has that meant to you that even now that Justin's a couple years removed from being a Blue Jay, you guys are still so loved by the people here? It's so funny. When Justin got released last year, I had people like, like, tweeting at me like oh my gosh let's pick up Justin I was like you guys it probably doesn't make sense for your team but let's go like we'll come. <laughs> like, but um I mean I I just have to say like that's what I hope that my like obviously last year I couldn't get as, as involved or anything but like that was my goal when I like started following Justin and like play like with his career because you know I had to give up having a career of my own and so like my goal was to go and like I said before like embrace the situation and embrace the place we were in and try to make it our own and I felt like um that we did that as best as we could in Canada and that just makes me feel so like I'm so proud and happy at the time that we were there and just like having people still reach out to me and things like that just makes me like feel so blessed and like thankful for our time there because I just feel like yay I was able to do that like I was able to um kind of immerse myself in um like the Toronto uh Toronto and like give it everything that I had because that's really like I don't feel like my time was wasted you know and so that just makes me feel so good when I still have people who reach out and all the love there and so I mean and I always say when people say stuff like oh we wish Justin I was like we're going to find our way back. I don't care if he has to like sit on the bench and coach guys and like, <laughs> and like be a bench coach or something one day or like a strength coach. I don't care. He needs to go to uh, learn to be a PT. I don't care. We're going to find our way back. I would love to come back one day and just be involved in some way. So we just, we loved it so much. Well, you know, there's always uh, a place for the smokes here in Toronto and uh, listen, all the best to you guys. This is exciting. It's scary. It's, it's all the above, but it's going to be a fantastic experience for all of you. And uh, during your two-week isolation, we'll have to find a way to get like a full smoke Zoom going on, smoke family Zoom. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, but listen, enjoy, stay safe, and uh, again, just enjoy every moment of what's coming. It's pretty cool. Thank you. I hope to document as much as I can, and that way just so I can remember it and just have everybody kind of like follow along and I mean, I'm excited about it, so I appreciate it. All right. Take care, Kristen. Kristen really appreciate it. Bye, you guys. Well, there is Kristen Smoke. So we have been smoked twice here on the program, <laughs> and uh, what a great conversation. I, I love being able to get both of their perspectives on it because they're so different in so many ways, but that's what makes them work so well together. Yeah, they, they seem like... Once his career is over, I think they should just go into like marriage counseling and <laughs> just share because yeah, like again, I I didn't even speak with Justin, but I, I've seen interviews of the two of them together. I heard the interview that you did with him today, and and they they are certainly a complimentary little couple, aren't they? They're <laughs> like, awesome. They work well together. They yeah. really are. Uh, for our members, we'll have the entire video of Kristen Smoke up on our members page if you'd like to watch it uh you can become a member and help support out of the park for as little as three dollars a month uh just go to thomas do you know 
Patreon.com slash out of the park. Perfect. Easy, simple. Uh, programming mm-hmm. note, next week's show will feature a conversation with former Blue Jay Chris Colabello. He was supposed to be on this week, but with the smoke news breaking, we had to bump Chris a week. But isn't it interesting that in the uh, photos for the guest, the guest, we probably mm-hmm. got as many smoke votes for the picture of Colabello. Yeah, you're right, actually. So now people yeah, are going to be saying... one of those weeks where people didn't get it right away. Yeah, and you know what? This was also one of the weeks when two people got it right. I mean, the picture was of Chris Colabello, but Justin Smoke mm-hmm. is our guest, so get him on a technicality ding. there, right? Ding, ding, ding. That's right. Thomas, <laughs> uh, thank you, as always, for your time. Uh, thanks to Kristen and Justin Smoke. And more importantly, thanks to all of you for your loyalty and making us a part of your week. You've been listening to Out of the Park with Barry Davis. Thanks for joining us. Get home safely and see you next time.